Welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and I am a high-performance mindset coach, a mom, a former professional athlete, and an entrepreneur. I help coaches and high performers optimize their mindset to improve their coaching, their performance, and those of their athletes, and their lives. Here, you'll learn all about mindset, how to live it, how to teach it, and how to sell it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. Today, I have a very special guest in Casey Jaycox. Hi, Casey. Greetings. Hi. We're going to get right into it. Um, we're going to start with some sports stories because we love sports stories. And I know a lot of you that are aspiring mindset coaches have these stories. We talk about it in our eight-day challenge about the messes in our life, how they qualify us to help other people. And many of you have it in your mind that they disqualify you. Something that happened in your past, a lot of times in sports, sometimes not, and really the power of turning stories into something. I think that's kind of our focus today, but as Casey or uh, Jay, uh, Casey and I talked about, we're not exactly sure where this is going to go as usual, but we're going to start with that. So Casey, first of all, tell me a little bit and tell our listeners, actually, tell our listeners, I already know, a little bit about you and uh, what you're up to these days. Yeah. Well, I'm a dad of two amazing kids. I have a 17-year-old son, Ryder, a 14-year-old daughter, Riley. Uh, both keep me busy. Ryder's a, a, a high school golfer aspiring to play in college. We'll see where that goes. And my daughter's a 14-year-old freshman hooper. Um, married to my wife, Carrie, 24 years. We'll be 25 in February, which is freaking pretty cool to say. Yeah. Um, I spent 25 years in corporate before leaving in March 2019 to write a book I always wanted to write called Win the Relationship, Not the Deal. I started a podcast for fathers, um, which selfishly I get free therapy every week. It's called the Quarterback Dadcast. Um, and the purpose of that was to really interview dads, regardless of what your job does. Pardon my Francais here. It, our kids could give really two shits what we do for our job, but are we yeah. a dad? And so I really, that's fun about those conversations, bringing that to like life. And then coaching found me. I did not plan on getting into coaching or speaking, but it's the power of surrender and the power of just like letting things happen is, is what I'm meant to, to do. It's like playing quarterback on a bigger stage. Um, you know, as a former college athlete, I, I love sports and uh, now I'm helping drive really I helping driver unlock. I call them three superpowers. We all have that these skills just lay dormant sometimes, which is the power of humility, vulnerability, and curiosity, which mm -hmm. I think every leader has the good ones have it. The best relationship builders have it. Um, and I'm helping companies, all industries really drive sales results through those three, I would say, uh, superpowers. Yeah. And so your background is in sports and sales, which, you know, I think that that makes you particularly relevant for our listeners. And I wanted to talk about, you know, I think there's a lot of people sort of on the sidelines, right, of of wanting to, let's say, be an entrepreneur or share their message on a bigger stage. And many of them come through our certification to, to be a mindset coach or a mental performance coach. And I think one of the things that you can really offer is the sports background, then the sales background into really doing your own thing mm -hmm. and sort of how that all played out. Because I think, again, there's a lot of people that are like, huh, could I write a book? Could I speak? Could I coach other people? And I'm just interested in your journey. But I want to start where we talked the other day about what happened to you at 17 and how mm -hmm. that um, has impacted you. So if you'll tell that story, I think we could kind yeah. of go to a lot of different places from there. Thank you. I love telling the story. And before I forget, we got to give love to Kirby. 
Yes, we do. Because we, we're not here for our boy Kirby. Kirby yes. Reynolds. Kirby is my first cousin who's like, you need to talk to Casey. And I was like, all right. He never told like, me that. So I was like, okay. And we he's did. like, you need to talk to Lindsay. So, <laughs> um, so I, um, a little sarcasm. Whenever I talk about my football journey, I got to give love to Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, those that know that reference might get a giggle. Those that have no idea, just Google it and it'll make sense. <laughs> So I was, I was the, you know, typical, um, average athlete, um, uh, didn't really believe, I mean, I, 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 I believed in myself, but I didn't really believe I had a little bit of self-doubt like we all do, yeah. which is why I don't know if this is a video podcast, but there's a belief sign behind me, everybody. It's a reminder that I believe what I do matters. Something I, I coach my, all my clients on, like, you got to start with belief every day. And so if I could go back as a 15 year old, 16 year old, whatever it was, and I wish I started with that each and every day. I think it would have changed a lot of how I show up. And sometimes either that that comes within or sometimes it requires someone else to speak truth into you, which mm -hmm. is where confidence usually happens at, you know, from someone outside the home. And shout out to a guy named Charlie, Coach Canoon, Coach Marty Osborne, Coach Glenn Dacus, Coach, Coach Jeff Shoemake. Um, they saw something to me as a 16-year-old and they said, Jay Cox, your stock's rising. I was like, what the hell does that mean? I didn't even know what they were talking about the stock market, completely oblivious to it. Yeah. And they saw me because I was, there was a junior that there was, I start, take the back, a sophomore, my same age. We were both were playing quarterback. He was already playing on JV. I was in the sophomore team. So that that story's written, uh, probably going to be screwed. This guy's probably going to start. Yeah. Didn't, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm on the sophomore team. I'm the starter and doing all these things. Well, that, and then the, the last, last um, game of our sophomore year, I got pulled up to JV and shared time with this other kid and played well without knowing really it played well. And that's when I said, my stock's rising. And at the end of the season, my head coach, Marty Osborne said, Hey, you got a chance to be our starting quarterback, but uh, I would not, if I was you, I would not play basketball and baseball. Uh, you got to get in the weight room. You got to get faster. You got to get stronger. Um, that we set goals together. And that's where I really learned the power of visualization. I can still remember I'm 47. I can still remember if I close my eyes, I can see it the goal sheet that, that sat right next to my bed, bench, squat, clean, yeah. 40 time. This number of times we're thrown per week. This is what we're running per week. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to follow that script because that's what coach told me to do. And if I do that, I'm going to start. And I literally convinced myself of that. Yeah, I ended up beating him out, uh, winning the job. I was a cerebral quarterback, had an okay junior year. And um, I learned a lot about like the power of like being a good leader and teamwork. I mean, one, one game, I went three for 11, three completions out of 11 attempts. That's not very good, but I had eight drops on a wet night. And I got interviewed after the, after the game the reporter said, Casey, man, tough night, three for 11. We had eight drops. You threw it well. And I said, no, nah, it was on me. I, I didn't make it easy. I should have put the ball on the other shoulder and made, you know, just, it happened like that. So I was like, okay, I knew I was taking one for the team and not throwing people on the bus. Well, that junior summer throughout the junior year, I, um, Went to the University of Washington football camp with my teammate who was getting recruited by them. Just went because he went. Had a great camp, not knowing how great it was. Well, at the end of the camp, I got named most valuable quarterback of the camp. All of a sudden, now I'm on UW's radar. Uh, I went to Central's camp. We we did very, very well in that camp. And all of a sudden, now I'm like, holy shit, this, I gotta, this is going to be a good senior year. Fast forward to the last play of our jamboree. And for those who don't know, a jamboree is when you play pra a practice game against other teams. Yeah. And we had, we were throwing the ball all over the yard. We were running up and down the field. We were like, this is going to be a heck of a senior year. Like everything I was going to do, we'd seen until the last play of the game. I get put back in the game for whatever reason. 
and the snap is slow. Uh, I get a guy shoots the gap between the center and the guard. His knee goes on top of my toes. I can't move now. Now, I'm in, now if you can visualize what a catcher sits like, I'm in a catcher stance because I was trying to get out. And then a guy hit me from the back and it felt like the tongue of my shoe flew off. Four bones broken immediately. Did not know it. I uh, went into shock. I stood up, tried to take a step, collapsed. Trainer came out, typical high school trainer. I think you'd be good. I'll give you some ibuprofen. I saw you'd be back on Monday. I'm like, okay, whew, good. All of a sudden, pain got worse. Pain got worse. I felt tears in my eyes. Car ride home. I'm like, mom, dad, something's not right. Took me to the ER to get it checked out. Two hours later, I'm in surgery. A pin, four bones broken. My senior year's over. I'm like, oh my God, what the F just happened? Like everything I work for. I, I mean, I, I didn't talk about like how I won the starting job. I'm up at, I'm lifting before school. I'm lifting after school. I'm throwing to anybody, whether it's a shop teacher, my sister, the band teacher, the Girl Scout, anybody's <laughs> going to catch the ball. I'm throwing to them. <laughs> and now, Lindsay, I learned a life lesson about next man up, the world, the next woman up, the world will move, move on. So the guy that I beat out, he was playing tight end for us that year. He now had to go play quarterback. Um, his name's Shane. Now, after the first two or three games, I'm all I'm thinking about is I hope he sucks. I hope he plays yeah. the worst game ever. I this is my team. How could how could this happen? All the negative self-talk, I'm into depression. Yeah. I mean, horrible mindset. And I something inside of me said, You're not go out, don't you're not going out this way. And I went and talked to my high school coach, Marty Osborne. I said, Coach, I, I'm embarrassed by my behavior. Um, I'm I'm struggling I, i'm a captain i'm not acting like it i'm i'm a disaster help he's like i'm so proud of you i'm like did you just hear what i said how are you proud of me he goes the fact that you had the stones the vulnerability to come ask me for help i love it i go we're gonna find a role for you i'm like what what kind of role i just had you know piss poor attitude he's like he goes jay cox you know this offense better than i do i'm the coach you i really do you're gonna go open the booth you're gonna call offensive you're gonna like call plays you're gonna be my offensive coordinator it was like a vacuum lens. He sucked all that negative energy out. And all of a sudden I had, I had a role, I had purpose. And there was a, it was more, it was not just about me. And I, and I, it was such a great life lesson. Cause now this guy that had to go play quarterback, he would take us to the state playoffs first time in 20 years. He broke our single season passing yardage record first time in 20 years. And he was named second team all league, all things that I wanted to achieve mm -hmm. instead of making it like, Oh, wow. Look at, I didn't get now. My mindset was like, wow, look what I helped him achieve. Yeah, because I was a captain, I was a teammate. And so fast forward to my then, I, I think I had like 10 plays, I got in the end of the year in the playoffs, and I was like, finally cleared to play. And uh, UW said, Hey, we want you to walk on. I was like, eh. I, I, I mean, they probably said that to a lot of people. I was like, No, thanks. Central was the only place that kind of made me feel loved. And they said, Hey, we feel like we got a diamond in the rough here. Like no one knows about you, we do. And, and you got no film on, but we've seen you throw and we want you to come play. And like, okay, I was like 12th in the depth chart when I got there. End up, you know, was able to play behind a guy named John Kitna, who played in the league for 17 years. And I started for three, my sophomore, half of my sophomore year, my junior and senior year. And, and because of all that adversity I went through, yeah, it prepared me to like, yeah, of course I'm gonna be the starting quarterback at Central. It's just gonna take time. Yeah. And that mindset led me into sales. Yeah. Of, of course I'm gonna be successful. Why wouldn't I? I've already been through these tough things. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not arrogance, it's confidence. And I've, I had to learn, I actually recently wrote about this, the difference between, because arrogant people usually have an ego, confident people have the hum humility to say, shit, I don't know, I need help. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, I'll stop there to see if that story resonates or if no, I No, I love that. I mean, like I said, I think that there's a lot of people with some story. And of course, we attract a lot of people that are that are in sports. And you know, I always talk about the fact that I didn't make the WNBA. And at the time, I was like, this surely disqualifies me from whatever. And in that point, I did want to be a mindset coach. And I was like, well, but I didn't I'm trying to use my mindset and my work ethic to get to this level and it's not working. Huh. And instead, I know now that that qualifies me to help somebody else. Like the stuff that we have gone through and whoever's listening has that story. And that's one of our first steps in our, actually it's the first step in our, our eight day business building challenge to read. Cause a lot of people are, have these stories and they, they kind of spend in my experience, a lot of time thinking about this thing, whether subconsciously or consciously. And they're like, well, I couldn't do it because I didn't go to UW or because, or whatever. And I'm just wondering for you, how quickly after that, did you realize that that story was the thing that was propelling you forward? Not the thing that like you didn't do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you, you make me think of the, one of my favorite Tony Bennett coach in Virginia. He said life adversity is life's golden ticket. Yeah. You know, um, I think knowing I got through it and I came out of the side confident because I faced the thoughts that were in my head mm -hmm. you know I faced those thoughts I didn't I didn't just let them sit and create more negative anxiety and get me in a loop yeah. and get me stuck I I, so I gotta go talk to somebody and help which yeah. maybe that's a gift maybe it's I don't know I don't know how I did that yeah. but when I went when I, I think once I got to college my freshman year when I first felt like okay I'm like a nobody here now mm -hmm. but it's okay I, I've been through this yeah. And I, and I know, I know that I have the skill set to do this. I believe I, because I put in the work mm -hmm. and I know that I've heard people speak truth into me and I, and I, now I believe in myself mm -hmm. and, um, even like you, whole, you were doing it at the time though. I mean, did you like, I'm just, I'm just kind of, cause I think like a lot of people like kind of look back and then they start seeing the gold that was there. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just yeah. like, yours maybe was a little bit faster than most people, but I'm just wondering at the time, did you recognize how you were able to do this, that, that maybe a lot of other people couldn't? I don't think as, as clear as I am now, without yeah. a doubt. I think at yeah. the time it started to kind of, but as I've gotten more, you know, older in life and I've now I'm obviously almost 50 years old. Yeah. That sounds weird. Um, it definitely, I, I see back now like that, that experience 1000%. I mean, I know, I know it in my heart now, whether that's my own truth, or the story I'm telling myself, yeah. if it helps give me more confidence, who cares? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's my truth. And so um, to answer your question at the time, probably a little bit, but not to the extent I know now. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think people that are listening, it's, it is like, if you tell yourself that it disqualifies you from helping other people, then it disqualifies you from helping other people. Mm -hmm. Or you work on finding the gold in it. Because I do think that that's, that's part of our process is like, sometimes it does take some time to really think about how it built you up to be tougher or more resilient or having gone through some stuff and 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 or how you how you grew going through it. I think sometimes it does take, and a lot of times life is busy, and people don't necessarily take the time to like even journal or write down and be like, what are the things that I gleaned from that experience? Yeah. I mean, I know you're doing a lot of writing with your book and stuff. I mean, how was that? Did you find sort of more gold as you were digging as you were writing? And I know you speak about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like anything, like okay, 
I'm going to be the starting quarterback. Wow. Well, here's what you got to do. Uh, when I first was going to write a book, my first negative self-talk, because we all have these thoughts, you know, I think their science says eight, we have average 80,000 thoughts a day of those, of those 80, 90% are negative. Yep. You can't write a book, dude. You're a freaking 3.2 football guy that went to central. Why, why could you write a book? And, and everybody who thinks you're a dipshit is going to say, you can't write a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, because I just spent 20 years as a number one seller for 10 consecutive years. I can definitely write a book. Yeah. yeah I don't, I didn't, I don't, wasn't a hundred percent English degree guy in 1600 MSAT, but I know how to write an email. I can write a book. Yeah. And so I positive, this is self-talk that went through it. And so now I said, well, okay, to be a starting quarterback, I had to go to the gym, had to throw the football. Mm -hmm. Well, to write a book, I had to set those same goals. So yeah. for four months, I wrote in my calendar, I nine to 1130, right. Yeah. yeah. And I wrote every day. Yeah. Some days I thought I was Beverly Cleary, Ramona Quimby, age eight. Some yeah. days I thought I was, you know, the worst writer ever. Right. The days I sucked, it was probably pretty good. The days it was good, probably wasn't that good. But it was the consistency. Yeah. The habit of doing something and making a choice to show up. Mm -hmm. And four months later, I'd written a book. Yeah. Um, so I think anything like, you know, again, there's a belief sign behind me that is, why not me? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's one of the, what I love about the, the, the coaching world is just getting people to think someone's going to do it. Why not you? Right. Right. It'd be like a Barack Obama. Someone said, hey, you're going to be the first African-American president. We don't put blacks in the office. Well, why not? Yeah. I told my daughter, imagine sometimes I joke that I go, imagine how cool it's going to be to be the first female president of the United States. Mm -hmm. I hope she doesn't because that make our family life a little weird, but <laughs> someone, some female is going to do it. Why not you? Right. So, go ahead. I, I mean, the power of stories is just so big. There's just so, there's so much there. Okay, so let me move. I want to move a little bit into, a lot of people listening to this want to get into coaching or speaking or some sort of way of like merging their experience and, and having an impact with making money, whether that's full-time or part-time, doesn't really matter. Tell me about that transition because you were obviously very successful. You're successful in sports, then you're successful in um, sales, not without your ups and downs, as we just talked about. Many downs. Tell me about that transition um, into basically coaching and speaking and, and writing. Yeah. So I love telling the story. So I um, I did not plan on being a coach. Um, I, I When I left corporate in 2019, had a year of networking after I wrote my book. And then I started ask, I started hearing about this coaching thing. And then I had a, a CEO say, Hey, I'm I'm thinking for a, a coach for my vice president of sales. Do you know anybody? And do you call yourself an executive coach or a like sales coach? Or you just, I just call my, yeah, yeah, I guess I just call myself a sales and performance coach. Okay, cool. Um, I have a mastermind that we're launching called a master, I mean, elite ma ma mindset. So yeah. I really don't, maybe don't put a title on it per se, but, um, but what this CEO was saying she was looking for a coach and, and whatever reason, my, my first thought was, well, I'm your guy. And the reason why I didn't say I'm your guy, Lindsay, because I did not go to coaching school. I was not certified. <laughs> and that was the story I was telling myself. And I think I've found that's a lot of thing that does stop people. Now, to eat, I think there's some coaching certifications that are fantastic. And if mm -hmm. that's your path, awesome. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm not going down that path. Mm -hmm. And I'm completely comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So once this conversation, once this CEO told me she's looking for a coach and I just let it go by, I called a guy in Toronto. His name's Andrew. And this is what I say, Andrew, hey, I, I love your advice. I think, 
I think there's these opportunities for me to coach, but I'm not jumping at them because I'm not certified. I love your thoughts on you know what what do you think I should do? Well, how should I deal with that? And he he just looks at me on Zoom. He looks down. He looks back up. Um, he goes, "Hey Casey, can I be honest with you?" I said, "That's why I called you." Yeah. He goes, "No, I'm going to be really really honest with you. I don't know if you're going to like it. I don't know if you can take it." I said, "Okay." me challenge out. I said, I've thrown four interceptions in the first half. I've been booed. Uh, I've been a part of the biggest deal in K-Force history, been a part of the biggest flunk in K-Force history. I've had to watch film. I've had to be, I've had to role play and practice sales conversations in front of people and just completely embarrass myself. Yeah. I can take it. He's yeah. like, okay, good. So what I heard about you is you've done A, B, and C, you've achieved D, E, and F. I say, yep. He goes, okay, good, good. Then I want you to get out of my mother effing face and stop wasting my mother effing time. And I was like, <laughs> what he's like hey dumbass and he holds up my book he goes here's your certification yeah. are you kidding me and i was like oh my god i yes thank you awesome i was like literally like a five-year-old kid i could not wait to get back at recess and talk to my buddies and so i hung up the phone with him called the ceo back i said leslie are you still looking for a coach she goes yeah i am i go i think i found your guy can i tell you about him and i described myself in third person oh my god i love this story Okay. And she's like, oh my God, who is it? I go, it's me. When do I start? She's like, what? I go, I know. But guess what? You're my, you're going to be my first. I know it didn't sound right. That just came out. But someone's got a bet on me. Yeah. If after three months, if I've not made an impact on your vice president sales, I'll give you all your money back. But I'm convinced this is my path. I know I'm supposed to do this. I don't, I, I'm not going to guess. I've done this for 20 years. I wrote about it. I'm going to teach your sales, your vice president sales, how I did it. For 20 years, how I built relationships, how I won people, how I continually do it. These are the same principles I teach myself. When do I start? She's like, F it, let's do it. And I've not looked back. That was two and a half years ago. Okay. I need to pause here for a second. Yeah. So what you did as far as, so I think a lot of people in the coaching world want other people to believe in them. I mean, it was great that you called your friend and everything. And that gave you a little bit of like boost, which is important. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have those people in your life. But I think a lot of people that want to get into, let's say coaching or speaking or whatever, they want other people to give them that belief and, um, and confidence and money and everything. And what you so clearly did, whether you knew it or not, is you got yourself into the place so that they would mirror it back to you. Like, no, you're not getting on that call. What was the woman's name? Leslie. Leslie. You were like, Leslie, hey, I sort of kind of want to do this. I don't really know that I can. Um, do you want to just give it a try? Nobody buys that. <laughs> and it's not like you can't have doubts, but like we are going to get back from the universe, whatever, however we feel about ourselves, we are mm -hmm. going to get that back. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. And I think you just so beautifully like put yourself out. Then how scary is that? I mean, you're, you got the sales background, so you're, you're kind of used to that, but still it's a little bit different when it's you, right? Like being yeah. able to say, I don't, I've never done this before, but we're going to get this done. Well, so that you make now tying this back to sports, think about life as a quarterback. If I go in the huddle and saying, Hey guys, um, let's see, let's see trips, right? Um, 34 zone. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Or if I go, hey, let's go. Trips open right. 334 stress. Z post X stop. Come on, Nunes. Get to the sticks. Let's go. On one on one. Ready? Yep. I mean, I'm 47. That was a massive Uncle Rico moment right there. But I like, I I was convinced we're gonna make a successful play. Like, yeah. 
it's not arrogance, it's confidence because yeah. I believe in this stuff. I know what I'm doing works. And I think this is where, you know, whether it's coaching or selling or whatever we're doing, we have to get comfortable with, um, it's okay to, that if they, if, if the, we have not articulated our value or tied what our time back to something and they don't want to pay for it, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not for, maybe, maybe it's not for you or them, which is a gift on most, like tying this back to sales. Now a sales process or pipeline, sometimes people in selling, if there's anybody in listing that is in sales, when we try to convince ourselves that our pipeline is so great because we don't want to ask these questions or don't want to like go, go through, or we, you know, but it's okay to walk away. Right. And that's why I think the whole mindset of winning the relationship, I'd rather win people. I'd rather win something and worry less about the revenue. If I'm being positive, I'm putting boomerangs of positivity out in the universe. If I'm serving others, if I'm doing it with a, a belief that I know this works, it's going to happen. And if, and those that want to do it, that's okay. We'll walk away. I mean, it, it kind of ties back to what you said in the beginning with the sign behind your head. And like, I think the, the believe thing can seem like such a platitude, you know, cause it's not just belief, right? There's a whole, like you said, you, you gotta lift, you gotta do the deadlifts and you gotta get up in the morning. You, like there's a whole lot of action, but the belief to me, and this is so much of what we teach in the certification is like, that is a job in and of itself, because no matter what your experience was, if you went into that call with Leslie without belief, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And like, right. whatever that work looks like, I mean, for me, I feel like the belief is like, it's journaling, it's meditation, it's working out, it's working on my thoughts. It's, it's being conscious about the thoughts that I, it's like a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm but it is work. Make no mistake about it. And yeah. I just don't think many of us are taught that. It's not just about like, I don't know. It's not woo woo stuff. It is work. Yeah. Especially after you hear no, right? I mean, you're in sales, like mm -hmm. to believe after you've had failure, which is of course what you did in football too, mm -hmm. is really a lot of psychological and actionable work. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's like expectations. There's expectations and agreements. There's, you know, I've not closed every deal I've been a part of in this entrepreneur journey. I've had, I've already been told no a ton. Um, but if, if we, if we lose, you can still win. You can still win by attack learning. Okay. What did I do differently? What could I have done differently? Or go ask the client, Hey, great. I'm so glad you found a solution. Tell me any feedback. Tell me two things I could have done differently or better. Yeah. I'd love your feedback. Yeah. Or follow. Hey, tell me how I want to make sure that the experience you had with ABC companies working out. Maybe you're following up before you, the yeah. person you lost to, and yeah. maybe you're showing them how yeah, this person really does care. Yeah. So like little things like that are, will, will help you along the way. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot of the work, Lindsay goes back to just back to the, one of the frameworks I talked about in the beginning is curiosity. If you're a lifelong learner, Mm -hmm. You realize that no matter how successful or unsuccessful we are, it's just, you're just successful or unsuccessful for a day, mm -hmm. which I love the power of, you know, I, I teach this called a 1440 mindset, number of minutes in a day. When people say, I don't have time, bullshit. You have time. Everybody has time. You're mm -hmm. just choosing to use your time differently. That's okay. But be honest with yourself. Right. Right. And so for me, I, um, I love challenging myself. It's hard to do. Like I finally just three weeks ago, I jumped in that cold bath world ah, and I hate get one. I'm not, I'm not like done, done the full on like 
bought the thing, but I just fill up my bathtub with like, I put ice in it and then like cold water. Yeah. It's probably right, right around 60. So it's people are probably thinking, oh, you wuss, get it in the 40s. Not right there yet. But like, I get, I've, I've done uh, cold water in the lake. Okay. But it's like, yeah. but that'll, but that when I start my day with that, like I'm a habit person. So I, I wake up, brush my teeth, jump right in the tub for, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm just calm my breath down. Okay. That two minutes just told myself I can do hard shit today. Mm -hmm. I go downstairs, have coffee. I gratitude. God, mm -hmm. thanks for waking me up today. Mm -hmm. Universe, thanks for waking me up today. Yep. Uh, and I write what I'm grateful for. And then I go exercise. Now I'm like jacked up and ready to go. Yeah. But that'll, I mean, those are like things to your point about work. You know, Michelangelo, he's a pretty good painter, right? <laughs> 87, he talked about learning, curiosity. Walt Disney, he's had a few theme parks. He's had some failures. Look him up. He talks about curiosity is one of the things that made him successful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what, if it's selling, whether it's a teacher, a yeah. bus driver, ask questions. Speaking of questions, we before we got on live, you talked about your your five swear words, I think something like that. Mm -hmm. Is this a kid's, do I need to like edit this out? Like, no, no, no. no. Okay. I so, probably should, but I, I dropped all the time no okay so let's think about swear words everybody we think about a good old-fashioned shit a goddamn it which rest in peace my dad could drop the best goddamn it's in the world they were just like intense and my sister and i would laugh as kids because it was like so scary when you drop a goddamn it casey but then it made me laugh let's see we got some shits we got some fucks um those are some we cover our bases yeah, yeah. The swear words i'm gonna teach you everybody um are really really bad and these are need to should do want to have to and can't and you might be thinking like, those aren't swearing. In my mind, there's massive swear words because all those words do are create um, anxiety. They create negative space in your head for things that we feel like we have to do and which actually makes us feel worse about ourselves because there's no action. And all of a sudden that list gets longer. We start realizing, God, I need to exercise. I should start exercising. And I feel shitty about myself. I look in the mirror, I'm mad. Instead, say, I will. And then write it down and then keep our goals small. and. Uh, even if it's something like I will do five push-ups today, it's better than doing zero. Mm -hmm. You know, I will, I will, instead of saying I, I need to start running, how about I will, I will run for 30 seconds. It's more than you ran yesterday. Mm -hmm. And just start building on those small little actionables of I will. And why I'm so confident about this and do I know it works is when I was in corporate and we would do quarterly business reviews with our team. You know, I, like I said, I always say right guy, right time, right place. I was lucky enough to be our number one rep. Our team was also one of our top performing offices at um, Hawking and NK Force at the time. And one of the simplistic things we would do when we would do um, our quarterly business reviews or goal setting, when people on our team would, would write down, you know, I, I want to do this. I need to do that. I, I have to do that. We would say that, that your PowerPoint's incomplete. You, 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 know what you, you know what you must do. Change the words to I will, and then you can present again. And mm -hmm. people would start saying, I will meet with x people i will add this many consultants to my practice i will grow my revenue by x maybe that's luck or maybe it's a fluke but is it is it is it interesting to track that majority of those people on our team qualify for our presence club trip every year was it luck or fluke that majority of those people were year over year performers made more money than they ever thought they'd make I, I tie it back to those two words. We were very specific and intentional about what we were going to achieve, not what we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And we believed it. Yeah. 
What so, are you doing now? Talking to you. <laughs> what does a typical day look Dad like jokes. for you? Um, so I talked about my morning. Um, typical day could be um, a mix of coaching, um, a mix of if I'm if I get inspired, I write a LinkedIn. Um, a typical day, I love teaching what I teach, but walking the walk is what I call boomerang mindset, throwing boomerangs of positivity. I love connecting others. It fills my tank. So like I usually do at least two a day where I'm finding people who should meet on LinkedIn and then just make an introduction whether they oh, ask me. Well, you introduced me to Bruce Brown. We definitely connected, which I mean, the goat legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could, I definitely see that in you. That's awesome. But what I'm doing tomorrow, this is the power of being an entrepreneur. My son has a golf tournament. Um, I had a full day and I said, sorry, clients. I called him. I said, Hey, I, I hate to do this, but my son's found out it's tea time. I want to go watch my son. Can we reschedule? Um, and they like, Oh my God. Yeah. Go cheer on your son. Like, why wouldn't I do that? I'm yeah. never going to regret not going to watch my son yeah. compete. Yeah. Yeah. So that tomorrow is going to be a typical day. I, you know, I feel like I put in the work for 20 years in corporate to give myself the flexibility to go do these things. And even yeah. when I was in corporate, though, I still asked my, asked my boss. I wasn't scared to ask because it's like that brought a level of humanness to yeah. what we do. And yeah, so um, I'm so working you're doing a lot of coaching. Are you speaking? Speaking. I'm very I would say I'm um, I am picking and choosing more uh, on that because I, I don't I'm not looking to travel as much as I did in corporate, but I am doing keynotes. I am yeah. doing workshops. Um, a lot of more like leadership type kickoffs for, for companies, but I really, I feel like it's the chance to still play quarterback. Yeah. So fun. I bet you're amazing in, in workshops and presentations and stuff, but it's really fun. I get into, I feel like I go into like scene, like you become, you just get so enthralled, enthralled, if that's a real word into like, um, whether it's an audience of 500 or 215, all I see is one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, well, I just laser on them. Yeah, it's a good trick. Um, okay, uh, two more questions. Yeah. What are you consuming right now? I am like reading wise. Anything. Um, re so I'm reading, finishing reading Atomic Habits, and I'm a big okay. John. I'm a big um, uh, John Feinstein fan. I'm reading the book on David Faraday. Uh, I love his writing style. I love podcasts, so I um, I listen to. I listen to sales podcasts, listen to golf podcasts. I listen to Smartless because I love those guys. They make me laugh. Yeah, I listen to it too. Uh, what are you creating? Um, I, I, I am creating inspiration. I'm creating purpose for people. Um, I'm creating um, a vision for people. Um, and my, my goal is to create opportunity for my kids to see what's possible. Um, or my goal is to create what challenge myself to create, you know, maybe something's bigger out there for me. I don't even know about it yet. Mm -hmm. um, just start that day with what if and go get it. Amazing. Oh, okay. I have one. I have one final question. What's your next big leap? I'm going to say this again, because I've already committed to one. I will write a keyword. I will. I will write another book on curiosity. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Casey, it is always such a pleasure. Thank you for being on today. I just... I love your story. I love, I think for a lot of listeners seeing that transition into from sports to corporate to, you know, doing your own thing. I think that's a lot, what a lot of people want to do is to some degree and just coming every day and trying to inspire people and just playing bigger in your own life. It's so inspiring. 
Thank you. Well, I'm honored to be here. Um, I think it's the work you're doing is, is super, super cool. And selfishly, when I first met you, I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be cool. I have a daughter who's a hooper. I can learn from her and teach, <laughs> teach get some nuggets from you on, on how to raise a, a, a feisty uh, high school guard that loves playing defense. So cool. Tell me where people can um, learn more about you. Best way is just go to caseyjcox.com. Um, I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. Um, please connect with me if you, people want to. I love Unless you're trying to sell me something every six minutes, I, I will connect with you. Um, which I being LinkedIn, I love the people that just just ask me some questions before you start selling. I'd be much more open to learn. Yeah. Um, my website, you can find everything about my podcast to the book. Um, well, I'm I am starting a I will tell this a, a mastermind in the fall in September. Okay. Myself and my colleague Marcy Stout, we're starting this thing. It's called the Intentional Sales Leadership um, Mindset Mastermind. Okay. Um, so we're we're just starting this soft launch, letting people know about it, but you can yeah. you can sign up to learn more at caseyjcox.com slash mastermind. Cool. Casey, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Hi guys, Lindsay here. If you love this podcast, I want to ask you to do three things to help us and to help us grow mindset and mental performance coaching. The first is to subscribe to this podcast. It helps us and it helps you because you'll never miss an important episode. The second thing is to rate and review. You guys, that stuff really does help. I promise. And just taking a minute and clicking those stars and leaving a review about an episode that you liked really does help us. And the third would please share an episode that particularly resonated with you with someone that you love. You'll be doing them a favor. I promise. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.